Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer of the World's Strongest Man Mark Henry joins me as we talk about an amazing SmackDown, Mark, from Friday night. Dave, it was so much that we had to talk about. We talked about the drama and the not knowing and the new things that happened. Unbelievable week. And of course, because of the travel issues out in Saudi Arabia, NXT dominated on Friday night. And speaking of travel issues, again, we don't know what we're going to see on Monday Night Raw, but to talk about that, Natalia joins us here in studio to talk about Raw tonight and, of course, what happened at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. One of the most important things that happened happened at, in Saudi Arabia with Natalia and Lacey. The women's division is doing things that we've always expected out of them, but we get to see the first time that two women entered a squared circle in Saudi Arabia. And we give love to AEW because we have maybe the greatest tag team in all of pro wrestling, the Young Bucks, join us all on today's edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Dave, how can you not be excited in the wrestling world right now? Even the great Columbo couldn't figure out all the drama that's going on right now. Yeah, Columbo would have a tough time with this one. Where would Columbo be? Would he be in Stanford, Connecticut? Or would Columbo be in Saudi Arabia trying to figure out what the hell was going on? Well, uh, excuse me. So you were saying um, maybe this happened on Saturday, but it spilled over to Sunday? Columbo just would, would just make you tell where you are, how you did it, when, I just, he was the best. World's smartest man, Columbo. And he, he used to always say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a very smart man. I, I, maybe I'm getting this all wrong. He <laughs> get you, because everybody thought he was stupid and he was the smartest man in the room. Oh, and he's like smartest. Madonna, because he has no first name. No, what was Columbo's first name? I don't know. It was just what, Columbo. What I have no idea. It was just it was like Madonna. It was just Columbo. I, and and not only that, but Columbo was one of those that he didn't take the easy way out. He wanted the hardest cases. And right now, the mystery of what happened at Crown Jewel is very mystery like 
I mean, it's 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 so much going on. I I don't know where to start, Dave. I well, should we start with the negative? Should we start with the positive? Well, here's the thing, and may, we may need Colombo, but Colombo passed away, so we're not going to get Colombo to try to figure Who out what the hell's going now? on. We love him. We him, need he's, Sherlock he's Holmes. He's hanging out with uh, Pepe Le Pew, Colombo, right now. But, oh, uh, bless so his we're, heart. Yeah. <laughs> bless his heart. But we're going to probably need somebody like Colombo to kind of figure this out. And, and listen, there's a lot of positive. And we're going to, I mean, this show is going to be extremely positive because no matter what happened in Saudi, what we got is probably the best SmackDown. You mentioned 10 year, probably the best SmackDown in over a decade. This is probably the best SmackDown that I remember since CM Punk beat Jeff Hardy in the cage to retain the w, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship after SummerSlam in August of 2009. That's probably how far you have to go back to find a show that was better than the one we saw this past Friday. Dave, I couldn't sleep. I had trouble sleeping. I kept thinking about wrestling. And then in the middle of the night, about three o'clock. I went and watched the I went and watched the show over again. Three o'clock this morning? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, boy, you know you're on no, no sleep. No, on Friday. Oh, okay. Like I I had to watch it again, and I you know of course I can fast through the commercials, so it was a lot easier, but. I was just as excited, and I kept replaying. There were three things that I, I just I just couldn't take my eyes off. I thought that it was um, it was quality television. Bianca Belair was whooping ass like somebody stole her dog, and she, it was a mauling. It, it looked like some, the police should have been called. And the interview with Sami Zayn <laughs> when Keith when Keith Lee and and Matt Riddle walked up on him was very entertaining. Sami Zayn is awesome, man. The way that he was selling was it was like watching poetry. He he's special. And watching Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole in a 30-minute old-school wrestling match. That was not sports entertainment. That was There was nothing watered down about it. There's no fan that even the, even the damn AEW, WWE haters, those fans will call in today and go, hey, that Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan match was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was. And, and Mark, you're so right. From top to bottom, fantastic show. And I'll even throw this in. Our good friend Pat McAfee on commentary was tremendous. Tremendous. A round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat McAfee. Damn, he was good. Have you, I mean, outside of Jim Ross, I haven't been excited to hear somebody make a call. Wow. Michael Cole. One of the best setup men in announcing history. He can set it up like nobody's business. Pat McAfee was colorful. He was funny. He was insightful. 
and he you can tell that he is a fan that he's passionate. It was like if they let you and I make a call. Yeah, see, Can you imagine if me and you on the commentary, we'd probably get kicked off for cussing. Yeah, because we'd be talking about Columbo. They'd be like, <laughs> you know, guys. They'd be like, yes, <laughs> stay on the match. <laughs> but you know what Pat McAfee did as well? is that he was a cheerleader for NXT. Like, at the end of that show, when Triple H was in that ring with the NXT that uh, the NXT wrestlers that were there that night, and they all kind of piled into ring to end that show, Pat McAfee ran into the ring too. That's what made it so special, because it did feel like a, like a true takeover. That's why you needed Pat McAfee on commentary. And to me, Pat McAfee had the moment of the night when Stephanie McMahon came out and he she's she's you know waving at triple h and throwing him kisses and saying hi baby and then they they panned a triple h and right behind him was pat mcafee waving back to stephanie mcmahon that was i mean like, the guy you talking to me you're talking to me he, he's a nut man I, it, I, i'm telling you i love him and we know pat you and i know pat pretty well yeah yeah. That's Pat McAfee. Like, they didn't ask Pat McAfee to do any... Like, he's truly nuts. Like, he's he's a nutcase. That, but it's that's good him. nuts. Oh, of course. It's it's like, uh, you know, you know the best nuts in the world. I know I always take stuff back to food. But the best nuts are those honey-roasted mixed nuts. They salty and sweet. Pat McAfee is a honey-roasted nut. He's sweet. He's delicious. He's awesome. There's nothing negative about it. There's no, I, I, all of them. There's not one. You know, you pick around the mixed nuts. And you're like, eh, I'm not gonna eat the hazelnuts. Eh, I'm not gonna eat. The you don't Brazil eat the macadamia nuts. nuts. You pass macadamia. over the macadamia. You know, like some macadamia uh, nuts. All of it. I want me eating all of it. Oh, Pat McAfee is special. Now again, best SmackDown in ten years. The best show of the week. You know, we, we're always talking about what was the best show of the week. Was it NXT? Was it AEW? Well, I think we can all say that the sh best show this past week was Friday Night SmackDown. The best show that they've had since they moved to Fox, for sure. And again, all of this happened, Mark, because of the incident that happened in Saudi. On Halloween, they had the show in Saudi Arabia, and... I mean, it depends on who you believe. The WWE released a statement that said it was mechanical issues. Dave Meltzer has got several reports about what he feels happened to hold up that plane. Hugo Savinovich did a Facebook Live about what he thought from talking to some of the talent and relationships that he has with people still with the WWE about what was happening. So a lot of rumors, Mark, when it comes to what truly happened after Crown Jewel on Halloween. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about the drama. We need a special detective to sort out the bull crap and what was real because I don't know. I don't have all the facts. Mm -hmm. I refuse to sit here and comment on what I don't know. But what I will say is if there's any validity to what was said, if I was a talent and I was willing to go over and do my business and do my work and do what was required of me as an employee, um, I would feel slighted if, if what they're saying is true. And then maybe I would be like, 
Daniel, like I may be like Daniel Bryan and John Cena and Kevin Owens and whoever else said they didn't want to go, I would I would be on that bandwagon. I would be like, well, I'm I'm not going over there. I don't feel safe. I don't feel like uh, I've been respected or whatever. That's if 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 that's the case, mm-hmm. then that's how I would feel. And I wouldn't blame you for that. So to really kind of fill in the nation, if they haven't heard, and now this is coming from Dave Meltzer about what took place right after Saudi Arabia. Obviously, WWE reported that there was a malfunction with the plane. There was mechanical issues, and it couldn't lift off. They were there stuck for a full 24 hours before they finally landed at JFK on Friday, Mark. So obviously not able to be a part of what took place on SmackDown. And again, we got the NXT doing a great job for SmackDown Friday night. But Dave Meltzer reported that that WWE was not paid for the previous Saudi show. Now, that show that took place on Halloween was supposed to air live in Saudi. It sounds like Vince McMahon kind of pulled the plug. They got a $60 million payment just before the start of the Saudi show, so it wound up being on a 45-minute delay for the people there in Saudi. Then, supposedly, the Saudi Saudi Arabia, maybe the government, who knows, were upset, maybe kind of put the kibosh on them being able to fly out right after the show. Now, there were some WWE talent, including Vince McMahon, including Brock Lesnar, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, Brock Lesnar, that we were able to leave right after the show. Um, Tyson Fury, also able to leave right after the show because they had their own private aircraft that was sending them out out of Saudi Arabia, not like the rest of the crew. And then but, a but lot. Dave, even if if you have your own private air air uh, uh, airplane, mm-hmm. you still have to fly out of their airport under their air traffic control. So if the government says nobody's flying out, nobody's flying out. I just can't get that. I, that's one of the things that. Uh, somebody smarter than me and more knowledgeable and more have more intel and understanding would have to say, how could Vince and the other planes get out and then that plane not get out? Is it because it was commercial and it's different? Maybe. Like somebody enlighten me. I, I need I need an I need enlightenment. And maybe it's a different run. It could be a completely I don't know. It could be a completely different runway. Then a lot of people are saying like, how could they leave while the rest of the employees can't? From what I hear, their aircrafts left much earlier. So you know, it's not like Vince McMahon just left his employees there to rot as he went home safely. It sounds like his aircraft left and because there's a lot of speculation that he left and just left the employees there. Yeah. Why paint the picture of somebody as being. Um, why, why would somebody be as negative and say something like that without any validity to it? I mean, you, you it's going to have to come out that there's supreme knowledge about this being a real thing for me to be like okay why would you leave everybody yeah that that would be hard for me if that was the case but i just don't believe that i just don't believe it it's got to be proven to me you know who we need we need the investigators that found jericho's belt yeah, that's, who we need. that's who we need that you think they'll be able to were, get to the bottom they were of it good. they were good they were efficient 
They got they got the news out in less than 24 hours. And here we are still in suspense. I'm, I don't want to be in the dark, Dan. Well, I mean, again, these are you just... You know how I feel about dark places. No, I know. He gets scared. Scary I, I, places. I, I get it. Now, Dave Meltzer's saying like that Vince McMahon did it. No, he wouldn't have left if he would have known. There's a lot of speculation. All I know is that... Tension is very, very high right now in the WWE. Talent not happy. Can't blame them. They're stuck there for 24 hours without any kind of direction. The boss is gone. They're there. They're, he's not. So I can understand this being a tense situation. But again, we don't know all the facts. These are just rumors and innuendo. So I can't really report like and point fingers of who's to blame. I don't know what's true and what's not. I mean, they had their fiscal quarter uh, press conference, or I shouldn't say press conference, uh, conference call at the end of last week, and I know that they didn't mention the last Saudi show in that. So I do believe that probably money was owed from that last show. Now, whether they pulled the plug on the on the airline leaving, who knows? Until we find out facts, it's really hard for us to come on the air and talk about something that we really don't know is either a fact or a rumor. I, I just can't see this. Okay. If you're worth $70 billion, what is $500 million? It's peanuts. It's nothing. Well, it's not nothing, but it's it's nothing. <laughs> I, 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 it's hard for me to ever I, I, say $500 that's, that's million like you have is a, nothing. You know, you, know, you have your Amex card, and you can run that Amex. I mean, you can put a $50,000 on it if you want to. But at the end of the month, you better pay it. They're gonna they're, they're gonna allow you to pay a portion of it a couple of times, but eventually they're gonna say, "Hey, we're owed. You need to pay us, or we're gonna turn your card off." <laughs> That's what I feel like this is. Is this, is that what is that the way they're they're paying this? I have they're like I here have you go. No I'm gonna give you. I, I know I owe you. A hundred and forty million dollars, but here, take this, take this sixty million, and, and and have a ball. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders, or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily. ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. I know my Dave LaGreca guy and Dave LaGreca girl t-shirts aren't going to be shipped out on their own and affordably to boot, so I use ShipStation. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. No wonder ShipStation is number one in choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BUSTED to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BUSTED. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BUSTED, 
ship station makes ship happen. Natalia, always good to have you here on Busted Open. Oh, I, I love Busted Open Radio. I mean, I feel like I'm part of the family. You are part of the family. <laughs> you are part of the family. <laughs> Thank you. You actually now, you got to stop getting. You're just getting better looking every time I see you. <laughs> it's a great moisturizer I'm using. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness grace my wife was saying that she said natalia just look at her she just looks so 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 glowing i'm really happy and now i'm gonna have to tell her that this is your moisturizer <laughs> it's the moisturizer but you know what I'm, I'm feeling so happy in my life i feel happy with my career and my relationships my my work is good home is good like when things are good you mm -hmm. just have to embrace it yeah Take yeah. it when you can get it. Take because it when you can get it. Life throws curves. <laughs> Mark, Mark and I know all about those curves. I know about that curveball, man. Always. <laughs> no, but you have to be glowing, especially after last week. We've talked about it a lot here on the show. And just the emotion. And I watched it with my wife and my daughter. Um, and just seeing you get emotional as you were coming down the entrance ramp to be involved. I, in I was match. crying before I even left Gorilla. I mean, we were, I was like, I almost felt like I, I was like just overwhelmed, like with like emotion because I knew that, I knew that this match was bigger than me. I knew it was bigger than Lacey. I knew it was bigger than WWE. There was nothing like this that the women in WWE have ever done before. And like Mark said, the magnitude of being the first, the experience was just transcending. It was for little girls and women everywhere that have had a dream and that we got to open doors that have never been opened before. That was just overflowing in my heart. Natty, was there a point, and I was saying this to Dave, you know, off the air as well as before you came on, um, the implications of what you did and, and Lacey did with the WWE, that very likely in 15 to 18 years, there'll be a young girl that was sitting in that audience that will be a professional wrestler. And the when she when the microphone gets to her and she gets her time to shine, her 15 minutes, and she says, I was the little kid in the crowd that saw Natalia and Lacey Evans, and that's why I exist in this business today. How are you going to feel? Hmm. I am going to feel so incredibly inspired because that's the way I felt walking out to the ring. And just to me, that's what life is all about. That's why that feeling was transcending. It wasn't, this is more than just wrestling. And it's about moments, creating moments. The moments are what last forever, not the championships, not, not right. all the gold. I mean, granted, listen, I'll take a couple of championships <laughs> if I can get them, but it's, it's, it's about the moments. It's about the way people make you feel. And to be able to inspire little girls, I was so inspired walking down that ramp. And I was almost so overwhelmed with emotion that I, I almost like felt like I couldn't feel like my legs when I was walking down down to the ring. It just was a surreal, almost out-of-body mm. experience. I felt like I literally was talking to my dad before I walked down. Before, when, right when I was gorilla, I always have a few people that I talk to. I always talk to my dad now and my dad I know he has my back and I felt like in that moment he was with me too you know wow. and he was he was there and he was like he was part of the like all the stars that aligned that made this moment happen for Lacey and I I feel like my dad had a little hand in like every star perfectly aligning for us and when I, I, I was 
Oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I'm sorry, because I, I was just going to say, Mark, that when I saw you coming down that entrance ramp at Crown Jewel and I saw the emotion in your eyes and the tears, if I felt good in the way that I, she is living in the moment. Natalia, because yeah. we're big fans of yours, obviously. You know the show, and we're big fans of yours. So a lot of times, big moments like that, you don't think about it until the moment's long gone. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you look back at it. But the fact that you were able to embrace it while it was taking place, and not just you, you could tell Lacey Evans was as well. I, I felt so good for you that you were able to live in that moment and really experience it and understand the significance as it was happening. Yeah, you have to, like I said, life is about moments and little, like I can, I just don't know what else in my career will ever replace the specialness of that moment that memory and how impactful it was like mark said for for years down the road to be able to have somebody one day a little girl that says i wanted to do this because you know think about the first ever saudi arabian female superstar coming to it's, wwe it's gonna be ridiculous and it's going to happen yeah so it's just being able to being able to transcend so it's to me i just felt like I, i'm so grateful that i was part of such a incredible change Natty, I would have I would be remiss if I didn't mention how I'm I know the rules of the country and the attire that y'all wore to the ring were in respect to their rules and their laws and you have to do that. Right. And um also the wrestling style. Like I saw a difference in the wrestling style. Uh, I had you and Lacey both. Y'all wrestled more. You uh, you you showed respect to each other when normally that's that probably wouldn't have been the case. Uh, when you're in your normal work mode, it was it would be you and Lacey uh, at odds, and that was not the case. And was it the idea of the company, or was that something? that was required of you guys? Well, let me just say this before I even answer that, because um, that's actually a great question. And that's, you're the first person that's pointed that out. Um, I have a different respect for Lacey Evans after this week. Um, because before, like, even when I first started working with her, there was moments where she would kind of get under my skin or get on my nerves. And it's just because she was new and she was, and I, of course, I'm always going to help everybody out. But she grew on me so much in the last couple months. And then this last week, she just showed me a different side of her that I never knew existed. And my first coach in wrestling, Dr. Tom Pritchard, said, sometimes people are brought into your life for a reason. And I feel like Lacey was definitely brought into my life for a reason. And before we went out, I said to Lacey, because Lacey very much likes to play that bad girl role. Mm -hmm. And I said to Lacey, I said, remember, tonight is not about good versus bad. Tonight is about respect, athleticism, and introducing dipping our foot in the pond and introducing the Saudi Arabian audience of what we do. We want to make such a good impression that we can have a, a women's battle royal here. We can have the first ever women's championship match here. We want to make such a good impression, but we need to tread carefully and slowly because this is the first time that they've ever seen a women's wrestling match. So let's worry about our characters on another night and let's let's wrestle tonight and let's make it about respect let's not make it about good versus bad let's give them a wrestling match that they're going to remember and something that they're going to be so entertained by and so that's what we did it was really so much about respect even the costumes we're going into another country we have to respect their culture 
And Lacey Evans can change that. Wow. You're, at, you're at Nassau Coliseum tonight for Monday Night Raw. There are tickets still available, so go to WWE.com again at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum for Monday Night Raw. And Lacey can, Evans can come out on Raw tonight and get right back into right. character just before it. So it's, it's great that you're able to... Just kind of suspend that for a while for something that you knew was going to be historic. Right, and that, that, that night, that's what the story was about. And for me, like, I didn't think or care for one second, oh, my gosh, I have to wear this T-shirt over, you know, a big mm. bodysuit. To me, to get the chance and the opportunity to wrestle in Saudi Arabia, where WWE has done over 40 shows in the Middle East, we have, and you, Mark, you probably remember um, one of the most iconic pictures of Owen and The Rock on the camel. They were on camels in the Middle East. Yeah. And thinking back, like my family has, has wrestled over in, in the Middle East and done shows here. And I wanna be I wanna continue to carry on that legacy for myself, for for women, for women around the world, and, and again to open doors that have never been opened before. So yes, we can always do good versus yep. bad, but there is something to be said about respect. And I think I feel like we we had a really cool story. I'm glad that y'all had uh, effect on that and not it just be a mandate that that happened because we as much as we deal with the positive we also deal with the negative it's unfortunate that we have to but we do and i felt and heard no negativity zero for the first time in my life <laughs> dealing with pro wrestling there was no negativity about the match I, I I was just in shock. I was waiting on. I was like, oh, here it comes. Somebody's gonna say something negative, and here we are, in another week, and still nothing negative. The caller, the last caller we took before you came on, he said, "Man, that was so inspiring. It was so incredible that I had tears in my eyes because I knew how good that was for women's wrestling." And for that country. That that was the caller, right, Dave? Wow. Yep. Wow. So, like, very easily, because, ah, man, they wore too many clothes. They didn't look like they normally look. They didn't act like they normally act. None of it. Yeah. We got none of it. And I, I'm just happy for you. I'm happy for you and Lacey. I'm happy for the women's movement. I'm happy for what went on in Saudi Arabia, for the Saudi Arabian people, as well as the, the women in that country. I was uh, treated so well over there. Yeah. I mean, from the from the men, the women, the children. I mean, the food was amazing. It was so clean and everything yes, it was is. just Yeah, the food was Listen, <laughs> I've never had hummus like Saudi Arabian hummus. Um it was the hummus was amazing. Um I mean, it was just like the women, I can't tell you how many men walked up to me and said your family is so inspiring to me. Bret Hart was my favorite growing up and I I, I sent Bret like a, a a screenshot from um Somebody that had tweeted me that that's, that was from Saudi Arabia saying your uncle was like is the reason why I love WWE and like people were just sending me so much love. I felt so loved and so embraced and it's funny because Lacey and I were ready, WWE was ready, Saudi Arabia was ready, the world was ready. It was a perfect storm of readiness. Lightning <laughs> struck. Lightning struck. Yeah. And oh, think yeah. and think about the the. This is awesome chance that were happening. So I'm sure yeah. you, you probably had butterflies going into how the fans going to react. And then to hear those, this is awesome chance. I mean, I had to be My inspiring. biggest fear in any country I wrestle in, any place, any, any city, state, or country that I'm in, I'm always afraid that no one's going to react. So when, like, you get a reaction like the one that we got in Saudi Arabia, you run with it. You just take the ball and run with it. And, like, it just felt so good. Even afterwards, I said to Lacey, 
before we went out, I said, let's walk up the ramp together. Like, I want us, I don't care that I won. I want us to celebrate this together. Like, this is you and me. We both won. And we got out of the ring and like all of a sudden the people were just trying to like hug us. And this woman in the front row, people keep asking me, who is that woman that hugged you guys? It was just a woman that was sitting in the front row that just wanted to be hugged. And so Lacey and I just, we just hugged everybody. It was almost like becoming another match with us just hugging people in the front row because that's how big and great everybody was afterwards. That's how much love we got. Natty, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. And I'm quick to admit when I'm wrong. My son, Jacob, he said, my wife said, who's that woman? And uh, Jacob said, that, that's just a fan. And I was like, nah, he, she hugged her like she knew her. And she <laughs> she must work for the company or just something. And, and here you are just putting an egg in my face. Like, look, you were wrong, Mark. Well, and Jacob I, is pretty I, darn I'm, smart. Jacob, Jacob said that was an emotional hug that he she didn't know her. Yeah, like we, she just was a fan. I just and he was right. Even when I walked down the ring, or when I right before I got in the ring, I like decided that I just take my cat ears off, and then I didn't want to put them on the girl's head because I didn't want to take liberties. But I handed them to the girl sitting front row, and then she put them on her head and wore them the whole night. And like every time I kind of got nervous, <laughs> I like kept looking at her, and she had my cat ears on. I'm like, you know what? Wrestling speaks a universal language, and WWE, we're we're in over 180 countries around the world, 28 languages. Wrestling brings people together. We create moments and memories. It's so funny. You you, you mentioned the cat ears. Like, I told my wife that you were going to be in studio today, and she was like, well, make sure you talk about the cats. Make sure you tell her about... And I was like, come on, there's so much more to talk about. It always comes back to cats. cats. I got five cats. They're, How are they? They're good. They're spoiled. Two Paws has 161,000 followers on Instagram. Um, what? Sarah Logan blocked him on Instagram, so he's been staying. <laughs> wow, he's got a lot to say. <laughs> Sarah Logan blocked the blocked the damn cat. Sarah Logan. I want to go on the record and say, Sarah, I'm so disappointed in Sarah Logan. She's evil. She blocked my cat, who's never done a damn thing to her. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And I'm just honestly, I'm a little pissed off about it. You should be. That's your cat. Two paws is honestly, he's been in therapy ever since. He's devastated. It, it does. Certain people block you. You know, you think they're a fan, I mean, and you, think you get think, a relationship, and then you get blocked. I know. It was like I remember when Braun Strowman first started following Two Paws. It was like the greatest day for him. <laughs> So he gets Braun following him one moment, and then two, or then Sarah Logan blocking him the next. So we were just so devastated. It's, I can to... see it now. I, I know that eventually, in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a match between Sarah Logan and can, Natty Nightheart. By the way, I can't wait to wrestle Sarah Logan on Raw. I had a match with her. Uh, kick couple, her ass. She, well, I will kick her ass, but she, this girl's good. There's a couple of dark horses right now in WWE that I think are really Sarah Logan- Liv Morgan, Dana Brooke. I think those are three that we really need to watch out for. Those girls are are definitely ready to make some waves. Well, I mean, I was going to say to you, too, because the way Mark and I started today's show, we were talking about SmackDown from Friday, and obviously NXT took over SmackDown Friday night. You, 
you better watch your back tonight. I know. I mean, Shayna Baszler may come out there. Who knows what's well, going to Sh- happen? Shayna and I, wow. luckily, I keep my friends close and my enemies closer because Shayna's actually a really good friend of mine. She and I trained together before WWE. So I've always had- You're like, friends with everybody. I know. I'm like a little social <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> but I love I love Shayna. And like before my big match with Charlotte Flair at 2000, in 2014 at that takeover, um, I trained with Shayna for a couple of days. Privately. Natty. You you really should watch out for Bianca Belair. Oh, did I cannot see, wait to work with her. Did you see the whooping I did. that she handed out? Like, I did. Oh. I, 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 she's got whew. it. Bianca, Rhea, Shayna. Like, I, I thought, first of all, I thought that SmackDown was awesome. It was. Sometimes when situations happen, that it almost was like a blessing in disguise because it gave us something totally different that we didn't expect. But Bianca has such a presence. I feel like she is... She's got such a total package. She's got something that can't be taught. It's one thing to learn a headlock or a dropkick. It's another thing to have that kind of it factor that she has. She has something yeah. very special about her that to me is she's beautiful, but she's strong. She's fierce. She can play any role that she's thrown into. And she also is she's not afraid to be a little vulnerable, which I saw that in her match with Shayna. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE is in a really good place coming out of that, too, because you think about it, um, maybe a lot of people didn't know the NXT superstars and haven't had a chance to see them on Wednesday nights. And then you get, like you said, like you kind of fall into it. It wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't what the show was supposed to be on Friday. And it turned out to be a home run, probably a grand slam. And now more people are going to have eyes on NXT after they saw that show. Well, as Mark knows, in WWE, there is never a dull moment in the company. It's always something exciting. That's how, like, all of us stay young. Because you look at, like, I mean... I can't, there's never a dull moment here. We got Monday for Raw, Tuesday, Total Divas, Wednesday, we got two shows on Wednesday, we got Friday, SmackDown, we've got, you know, we got pay-per-views, we got NXT UK, there, there's so much good wrestling on right now, not just with WWE, but like, even independent wrestling is yeah. like, I watch, you know, my husband and I, like, TJ used to wrestle in New Japan, we follow, we follow that too, we follow everything, because we love wrestling, so it's a great time to be a wrestler. It's a great time to be kicking ass. And I hope to do so tonight at the Nassau Coliseum, where actually tonight is where evolution took place. That's right. So- Natty, I'm so glad that you mentioned Total Divas because uh, our own Gabby uh, does a segment called Diva on Divas. Oh, wow. And we she actually breaks down what went on on Total Divas to our new, this is a new sh- new segment um, to our fan base. And Dave and I have watched episodes of Total Divas when we never did before. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's, it's real cool to see how all this works. And I'm wondering, uh, do you have the acting bug? Is that something that you would, you would pursue once... Um, Wrestling is over, or are you just, I, you know, I'm a wrestler and I'm just going to wrestle? That's a great question. I think for me, people say, oh, you know, you're so, you're so good in the ring. You should be a coach. You should be a producer. But the truth of the matter is, is that not everybody is meant to do that. And I feel like for me, I'm not, I just feel like I have kind of like the personality like my dad where I, I like I like being in front of the camera. I like to speak. I like to be heard. I like to, I like to, I really love being in front of people and I love communicating. And like, I feel like I will always have a role, like in some way that 
I like being on film. I like being on TV. I love being in entertainment. So I would love to get into acting. I would love to do movies. I would love to even do what Renee Young is doing. I think I'm so excited for them this week. They're debuting yeah. backstage. Um, I think it's Tuesday night um, on FS1. Yep, Tuesday so, night FS1. 11, I'm giving Renee a cheap plug. Renee and Booker a cheap plug, but it's uh, 11 p.m. So I'm excited to watch Renee and Booker do their thing but like Renee to me is somebody that's such a role model because she is she's never changed who she is inside she's very genuine she's very authentic she's very relatable but she's also you know not afraid to be herself we make mistakes even you know she had talked or tweeted a couple weeks ago that she wasn't she she somebody had made a comment about her not being good on commentary and she said look I'm learning. I'm I'm working at it. I'm trying the best that I can. And I thought, you know what? That was so powerful of her to say that because we're all human. We're all everybody is just Cuz she could have gotten defensive yeah. and sounded like a B, but she right. didn't. She She came across, she took the high road, and she's right. She owned like, it. She's she's trying, guys. Like it's it's not like she's done this her whole life. Like, you know, like Natty's been in the ring since she was an infant. <laughs> I really since, have. <laughs> since she was able to crawl. crawl <laughs> she was, she hip toss. Was, they were putting hip toss. <laughs> Body slam. We had a wrestling ring in our backyard, so I've been Bridge. doing it. Doing it for a long time. <laughs> I remember the ring out in the front yard. At Stu's. At Stu's house. Yep. And I, I remember y'all being real little kids. And I'm t- when I say little kids, I mean like five six years old kids <laughs> so it's been a long time and I, i'm just happy to say i was able to know you that long and did you ever do I'm any babysitting mark did mark you do any like I, I did yeah i did mark, I, I, I babysat the kids i cooked for the kids um brett's uh, uh austin broke a plate one night because i said we're all gonna wash dishes together and we made this assembly line and he was supposed to dry and hand the plate so that we could put it on the rack. Slammed the damn plate on the floor, <laughs> cracked it everywhere because he didn't want to do it. I made him clean that shit up. I said, hey, <laughs> go get a broom. And he started sweeping that glass up. Like, Brett said, hey, man, like, don't, don't take no shit off him. I said, all right, don't put me in charge if you don't want me to really be in charge. And Mark- I threatened, I threatened to spank them and everything. They was like, "You're the not going to do it." world's strongest spank. Mark, is, Mark, <laughs> Mark is right though. He's Mark is like an honorary member of the Hart family. He's got a very special relationship with Brett. Had a very special relationship with Owen. Mm-hmm. He's 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 like an honorary member of the family. We don't, you know, we're not always accepting of everybody. So, you you've been there through the good and the bad and everything in between. So we we love you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I just the only person I ain't messed with was Ross. <laughs> Ross, yeah, Ross made me get my first, well, my Uncle Ross actually was one of my first wrestling teachers. He wanted me to get this costume that looked like Kurt Angle's singlet. And I was like, Ross, I'm a girl. Like, and he, yeah, it was a hideous costume. Like, where do you sling it? Where do you, where do you sling the singlet? Mark. Well, my oh, uncle, my shoot. uncle Ross is like a high school principal. So, granted, I was covered up, but everything was covered up. I was like, Ross, like, this is not good. Some guys don't realize fashion. <laughs> well, just look Ross, at Pat Ross McAfee. Uh, the, the woman. Pat McAfee shows up on comedy. Like, oh, everybody on commentary has got suits on. Pat McAfee shows up with shorts and a sleeveless T-shirt. Well, with you gotta, a jacket. 
I guess everybody's got to march to the beat of their own drum. <laughs> That's true. Uh, again, Monday Night Raw tonight at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. There's still a few tickets available. Go to WWE.com. And it's amazing, Natalia. I mean, you're you're in Saudi and, and you know, all, all the stuff getting out of there. And yeah. then here you are, like... You know, now you're in New York. How do you? I'd be like, well, I'd be sleeping. I'd be dead in my bed after all that. I, I, you know what's funny is that you get conditioned to it. Mark knows you just kind of yeah. get used to it. And, and one of the reasons why we can do it is because, like, even with with you know that long trip home, it was like 14 hour flight. Like we're all in it Ugh. together. You know, it was a 14 hour flight, but like, there's nobody I'd rather be having fun with than my friends from WWE. Like. You know, my husband. TJ, they become family. They are family, and like we all drive each other crazy, but we all love each other, and we all—it's—it's it's really a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and and so that's how we do it. It's like I'm ex—I'm so excited to get to Raw today and see all the girls, except you know, for Carano. <laughs> Mark is very snippy. <laughs> we always want. We all want to choke Carano. You know, I I don't. Mark has one of the hardest jobs in the whole company. He's got he so much to take care of. Man, I feel sorry for that dude to, to listen to ninety. Oh, actually, with NXT now, there's like a, a hundred and thirty people that call him every day. Can you imagine how his phone must be ringing off the hook? And I will say, every time I've tried to reach Mark about anything, he always gets back to me. Which, I mean, wow. half the time I can't even answer my, I can't even answer TJ's texts. Just like <laughs> you haven't, you've been on Instagram, but you haven't texted me back. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. that's not good. That is not good. Like TJ, I'm trying to get the perfect selfie. Relax. <laughs> Shout out to my man Joe Vila. Joe, Joe, smoking what is he making Joe. houses now. Joe's making the rounds. Yeah, Joe's always the the man behind the the scenes. We can't talk about him though. He, gets he always helps yeah. out, and and I, I love that we you know we got a little snippy. Well, really not snippy. It's just we 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 kind of. You know, talk that at each other a little bit rather than to each other, and and you know, I don't I don't take nothing back because it makes us communicate better. But I got to give him his props. He he always does good by us, and, and he's I, a Jet fan. That. So imagine all the abuse he takes oh on Sunday. Oh my God! Don't mention that. Don't mention that. Unbelievable. The cowboy guy, and they whooped us. Again, Natalia, you can see her tonight on Monday Night Raw, again at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Tickets are still available. Go to WWE.com. And thank you so much for the time. It's always thank great you having so you. Thank you so much. Mark, thank you so much, too. I appreciate thank you guys you, so much. Thank you, Nat. It's so good to see you. I can't wait to give you a bear hug when I see you. You little wombat. <laughs> You're such a wombat. What is going on here? <laughs> If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Regarded as the greatest tag team right now in pro wrestling, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, join us. What's up, guys? Oh, wow. What's up? Thank you. I'm flattered. Yeah, well, you, 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 you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve now. a chance. I'm up to the interview now after that. <laughs> Uh, All right, before Mark, you know, starts talking and waxing you poetic, I do have a bone to pick 
with you guys. So I hate to start off the interview with a bit of a bummer, but I do feel like I have to talk about it because it's been really bothering me for a year now. And do you guys remember what happened at this time a year ago? Uh, we were on, were we on the Jericho cruise or something. A year exactly, ago? <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. on the Jericho yeah. cruise. Now you guys killed it because you actually wrestled Santana and Ortiz on the Jericho cruise. But That's right. I did not. I was not able to see that match, and the reason I wasn't able oh, wow. to see that match was because I was doing a busted open live show with Sammy Callahan. <laughs> So thank you guys for going long and interfering with a busted open show live on the Jericho cruise. Oh man, did we outdraw you? You think? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't get invited on the cruise. I didn't get invited on the cruise. Well, I mean, I, I don't oh, think oh, man. I don't think Jericho could afford you. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's too much. Y'all get a lot of love from the fans, especially the kids and the ladies. I got my question is: Are, are y'all getting that 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 love that sexual chocolate used to get? Where I used to walk to the ring and everybody used to kind of tug at you. Are y'all are y'all opposed to the people tugging at you? Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, during these meet and greets, uh, it's actually become pretty regular where we will get probably some teenagers that come to us and start crying and it's pretty crazy and it, oh it actually touches me because they have these sweet notes these handwritten notes that they'll hand us and they'll tell us how we inspired them and it it's pretty crazy to see the uh the passion from these fans that we have it's, it's pretty cool but uh, no no touching. None of that. Well, often, often they've been giving us the, the like bags of pre like presents and stuff with candy and gift cards and stuff. It's insane. And and uh, even like yesterday, we were we were connecting in Atlanta, and and I was just standing there waiting at the gate, and like a probably a fifty year old lady comes up to me and just touches my shoulder, and she says into my ear, "I love you." And I was like, "Excuse me." And then her husband comes up to me, and he says, "Yes." Thank you so much for giving my wife joy in her life. Wow. <laughs> like, it, I was like, uh -oh. wow, like, it's humbling. Like, <laughs> so we're starting to get that a lot now. We were getting it quite a bit, but I think now that we're on television, it's starting to happen uh, a lot more often. Yeah. Well, I was asking because I, I know for a fact that Dave LaGreca's daughter is in love with y'all. And I, bro, oh, yeah. I, I, I would have listen if, if my daughter told me that she loved anybody other than me, I might go off. <laughs> yeah, but Mark, your daughter's uh, a lot younger than than my my daughter's sixteen, so she's at that age okay. where you know she's yeah. a, a big Young Bucks fan. What do you want me to say? Oh man, yeah, well, I'm not merch. It could be worse. She could be a Jericho fan, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> That's when you're not teaching your kids right. That's when you're not teaching your yeah. kids right. And, you know, and, and, and seriously, Nick and Matt, I mean, Mark's right. I mean, you guys are getting a lot of love. And, I mean, talk about this past year. Because you talked about last year, you know, you're on the Jericho cruise. And just the last 12 months has just been a whirlwind, especially everything with, you know, All In and then AEW. What's this last year been like for you guys? Oh my gosh, it's been 
a whirlwind of just emotions. Uh, it's crazy to think, but uh, about a year ago, we knew what we were doing, uh, and we were already getting the plan written out and ready. And uh, so uh, to see it all come full circle, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's been just crazy week to week uh, living this life. <laughs> Everything is so hectic, and we're learning as we're going. So, But you know what? It's so much fun. We're having a blast right now. Wow, that's, yeah, that's like, a trip, man. Seeing that you we're, we're, we're learned really, a lot. Like Nick said, we're learning. I was gonna say we're just we're we're really learning, and it's also new to us. But it's exciting and and it's scary too because like you know like the week one we were like what what are we doing? We've done big pay per view shows, you know, five hour marathon shows, but we've never really done live television, which is as you know, it's really like ninety minutes of content with commercial breaks and stuff and segments have to be perfectly timed. So it's been, it's been really scary. Like every week to week, like every time we get through a week, like, Oh, we survived another week, you know? And now that we've done a few of them, Nick and I feel pretty confident and the rest of the crew, like we feel like we're, you know, we're, we're getting our, our act together, you know, at this point, but still it's like Nick said, every week it feels like we're doing, you know, like a live spectacle. So uh, it, the excitement is all time right now. Who, who's yeah. y'all? Y'all guys do really, really well, and you you seem to mat, mesh with every tag team that I see y'all go in the ring with. Do y'all have a mentor, like somebody that um, looks at you and goes, "You know what, guys, that was great, but you know, y'all next time you ought to do this." Do you have like a little mm-hmm. checks and balances? Oh yeah, we we've had a a lot of uh, mentors uh, right off the bat. I'd say the Hardys. Uh, taught us a lot uh, when being in the ring with those guys we, it was like we were learning just everything over again because they did such like little details that we picked up from uh, th- those guys for sure uh, helped a lot um, Motor City Machine Guns would definitely want to be first as well uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels are another huge inspiration for us uh, with tag team wrestling um, Matt, do you have any others that uh in mind? Yeah, like in the very, very beginning of our career, Marty Gennetti uh helped us out a lot. Um and then later on once we got to TNA, which is impact now, uh, Tommy Dreamer looked out for us and Terry Taylor and you know, they they pulled us aside and they, they taught us a lot of stuff that we still use and Tommy still to this day is someone whose brain I'll I will always pick if he's in the back. You know, just just surrounding yourself by experienced people you know having having dustin Rhodes in the back and just picking his oh, brain you know it's, yeah. it's guys who've just been doing this longer than us like you can't teach that stuff you know what i mean so uh it, it's just it's great to have uh people who have done the dance for for longer than i have because they just they have so many different ideas for spots or psychology just in the back of their head like they can just snap of a finger they'll have a, a fresh idea for you You're like where'd you come up with that like well, I've been doing this a while, you know. So yeah, it, it, it's just you. fun, and and really, it, just having uh, having a collaboration, like having even young guys to kind of learn from, because like, we're not we're no longer the youngest guys in the locker room anymore, right? Like it's crazy. But now that we have we we have guys in the back, like these private party kids, one of them's twenty two, and just to see the way that his wow. brain thinks, like we learn from that. We go, okay, that's what that's how pe- younger people are thinking. So, so we try to utilize that. Like we try to pick 
from 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 everybody. I want to share something with y'all. Y'all style is so innovative. That's the thing that I like about watching y'all's matches is the setup. How do you put somebody in position on the floor when somebody planches or twists from the ring to the floor? What made them get to that point? And who, just keeping the balance of while your brother is over here, you're over here, and you work so good and communicate so good together, it's almost like, um, like you have some kind of telepathy. Like, how how did how did that come about? Thanks for uh, putting us over big time. That's awesome, man. I, we appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's it's taken years and years and years of just thinking and watching tape and doing things better and just literally getting into the ring and practicing things with Matt to to come up with some of these ideas that we have like for instance like some of the tag team moves that we do to this day we we would do it in the backyard when we were just starting out like almost 20 years ago so uh, there's still little things that we still did to this day that long ago. So, uh, but we still are thinking of new things. And like Matt said earlier, now that we have these guys, these younger guys on the roster that we see that they're practicing the whole day, it it makes us, it influences us to try to even get better now and try to learn and think of even more new and innovative things. You know, before we yeah, get I, into... I was just going to add... Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to add a quick thing about about Nick and I, like that 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 brotherhood. You know, it's something you can't teach. It's the chemistry. Is it's in the blood. So, like, we can just step into the ring together, and we can you can give me a look, and we're communicating through our faces, through our eyes, and I know what he's thinking. And and as as weird as it sounds, like our timing, it, like we go off of the the rhythm of of, of each other's bodies. Like sometimes before we're going to do a super kick. I could tell by his footwork where my feet need to be for us to connect that double super kick at the same time, you know, and it, and it doesn't take speaking to each other. It, we're speaking to each other through our body. You know, and wrestling, wrestling is universal. It's universal language. Yeah. And we, we can go through matches. I can give him a look and he knows what that look means. Or like, there's this, even instances where he'll do something dangerous and he just has to look at me a certain way, and I know he's okay. It's like he's giving me the Iggy without even squeezing my hand. You know what I mean? Like, right, we've right, just been right. doing this so yeah, long yeah. now, we can communicate to each other just by giving a glance. Well, one thing that we talk about here on Busted Open, and you mentioned Tommy Dreamer, who's one of our co-hosts. Another co-host here is Bully Ray, and he talks a lot about tag team wrestling and how the art of tag team wrestling recently has been lost. You've kind of kept it alive, and now with AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TNT, you really see the emphasis on tag team wrestling, especially what we just see take place the last couple Wednesdays with the tag team tournament. Uh, Was that one of your goals with uh, Dynamite? Oh yeah, for sure. That was that was one of the first things Matt and I wanted to uh, focus on was the tag team division. Uh, and I feel like I feel very strongly that we have the best tag division in all of wrestling, and it's only going to get better once all the tag teams uh, get used to each other. So you you haven't seen the best of what we're going to do uh, every Wednesday, and we're we're going to focus on it even more. And uh, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Don't be surprised if a tag match main event's a uh, pay per view one day or or a, a Wednesday night. Like 
it, it should happen and it, it will happen. I, I don't have a doubt about it. And and you mentioned gold dust. Uh, gold dust is brilliant in, in, in wrestling period, not just, uh, pro singles wrestling, but tag wrestling. Arn Anderson is a wealth of knowledge and is one of the people that I, I've been mentored by. And, and, and please like, don't ever let your ego get so big that, uh, you can't go to Arn or Goldust and say, ask them, uh, Hey man, I, I, I want to get a little counsel about this or counsel about that because, uh, you mentioned about the timing and being on the clock. And we talked about that on the show before the show launched is how crisp and how on point you have to be to learn. It takes reps to be able to master the, the timing and get it down to five, four, three. And I'm sure that y'all got there and not always been where you want to, but then you have to uh-huh. adjust what you're doing to get it down to one off the air and then coming back off the air, coming back onto the air, you have to be in the same timing. Like, you know, all right, guys, get in the ring and give them time to show what happened outside during the break. Like, it's people think that what they see is just seamless, and, and, it, and it, but it, it requires repetition. And um, who is doing the most with y'all as opposed is to learn the clock? Man, yeah, but I would say Chris Jericho definitely has given the most pointers to uh, to us, like individually, Matt. I would say uh, because yeah. he's been doing it for so long, and he's mm-hmm. he's given us tips on how uh, to make things work perfectly. Uh, and he's just man, he he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he's so smart, and uh, I feel like he's taught us. Uh, the most with timing thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you're not wrong. Like when you like, so many of these guys, they're a wealth of knowledge, and and I think the way to stay on top in wrestling is you never stop learning. So it's got to have a guy like a Dean Malenko there too. You know, it's it, it's so great to have have these minds to just pick and see, and not even just that. Sometimes like I'll just we'll sit at the go position, and I'll watch a guy like Dean. And I'll, I'll, and he's one of our great coaches, and I'll and I'll watch the way that he produces the segments, and I'll and I'll listen to him, and so so it gives me a better understanding of, you know, where where I should go with the next segment, or what 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 works best here, and like you just mentioned with the timing, like he knows exactly where to time things, and, and like Nick said, Chris Jericho's the master at, at these at these things, and and he told Nick the other day, like if you've got a thirteen minute match, you know, plan a plan a kick ass thirteen minute match. Uh, don't worry too much about the break spot tonight. Like, let's try to give them something different. Let's not just do a house show dive and then, oh, everyone knows we're going to break. Like, let's try to let's try to use a different formula. Let's try to give the live house some, some action. So we're we're just trying to do different. We're trying to plug in different things, and we don't want to fall into doing the same thing every week and fall into these patterns where then it becomes a formula, right? And then you're then you're watching, you're going, oh, I know what's next, like. So we're, we're trying to be unpredictable still and, 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 and trying to find our sweet spot. All right, guys, let's get into the pay-per-view taking place this weekend, full gear in Baltimore. Again, you could see that on BR Live. And before we get into your match, I want to talk a little bit about the match between Chris Jericho that you mentioned before and Cody Rhodes. 
Maybe my favorite segment, hell, not only of the week, but maybe for months, is that segment with Cody Rhodes and Tony Schiavone in the limo from this past Wednesday. And hearing Cody talk about his mom, hearing Cody talk about what this company and what wrestling means to him, that did so much for me to get emotionally invested in that main event this weekend. You know, what do you think about that matchup between those two? And and talk about, like, what Cody's been able to do, getting the crowd emotionally invested in him. Oh, yeah. He's a uh, – man, he knows how to connect with the audience. That's probably the best thing that uh, he knows how to do is just be able to connect. And he connects so well. So he's, he's a top babyface because of it. And the fans are so behind him right now. And they, they want him to win Jericho. And, you know, Jericho, he, he's probably the best heel I've ever seen because he, he's no doubt about it. He's the biggest name in the company. He's uh, the most mainstream. And, for, and somehow he knows how to get the fans to hate him. So that that just shows you how good he really is. So th- this match is a big match. It's probably Cody's biggest match of his career. So uh, he has to hit a home run that night. And uh, knowing Cody, he will hit a home run. So it's going to be a hell of a match, and I'm excited to watch it. And then let's get into your match with Santana and Ortiz, you know, the inner circle. You guys talk about that matchup for full gear. Man, I feel like Santana and Ortiz are going to bring out a different side of us that not many people have ever seen. A lot of times you watch the Young Bucks match, and it's a, and it's a beautiful wrestling match with, with amazing synchronized moves and 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 people love watching the spectacle. I, I feel like this match could be a little bit more violent. I feel like maybe Santana Ortiz are the types of guys that could bring out more of a mean streak in us. And and I think people are gonna uh, are, are interested in seeing that that more aggressive side of us. Um, I mean, we just saw uh, on Dynamite Wednesday what they did to the Rock and Roll Express, and and it was insane. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, so, and then, and then after post match, they attacked us. So it's like, we're, we're not really used to that. We just came off of a, a series of matches with the Lucha brothers, which, yeah, sure. It, it, it all culminated in a really violent ladder match, but I mean, I feel like right out of the gate, it's going to be this swinging and, uh, I'm, I'm ready to show the world a different side of the young buck. All right, and you mentioned AEW Dynamite on TNT every single Wednesday. Last question for me is just talk about this show and how well it's doing. I mean, us fans and talk show hosts talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, and it seems like, at least for right now, it's a bit one-sided. Are you surprised by the early success of AEW Dynamite? Um, Man, you know, it's gosh, it's so hard to, to answer that because everything we've done to this point, has never really been done in all of wrestling. <clears throat> so it's everything that has come from this has been so unexpected that I just never know when we'll reach our, like our, the height to what we've been doing. So it's, God, it's so hard to say, but it feels like uh, we have the momentum and uh, it feels like the fans have been loving every minute of it. Like if you go to these live events, these these crowds are electric. They feel like uh, pay per view events every Wednesday. It's crazy, and uh, 
here we are uh, five or six weeks into TV. And uh, I have to say every audience we've been to, they, they've stepped it up and they've made the show even better. So man, it, it's been a blast. It's been so much fun. I, I just hope we can keep continuing the momentum and uh, do it forever. <laughs> Guys, y'all, y'all mentioned Dean Malenko being somebody that is a brilliant mind and helps y'all. Has he, has he got to tell you all these weird and stupid jokes yet? <laughs> uh, he you stop, know he has. Me. <laughs> he never stops. He never stops. Just, He's just hilarious. Laugh at him. On. Just just laugh at him. You know, it it, it, it helps his uh, ego. <laughs> he's got such a dry sense of humor. It's, it's pretty funny that I dig it. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.